Book It, a book podcast, a podcast about books where we read them and we don't get uh, free personal pan pizzas for it yet. I'm your host, Sarah Hunt. And I'm Chrissy Wilson. And welcome back, welcome back, and welcome back. Welcome back for a special holiday. Yeah, I was going to say, we decided to read, um, because I've never actually like read it, I've only ever seen the best retelling of it, Um, but I've never actually read the book A Christmas Carol, so we wanted to read that. Do a little classic, bring in a little Dickens, little Charles Dickens. Yeah, a little Chuck. Well, yeah, little little Chucky Dick, and little Chucky we're D. Read it. Yeah, and then that's going to be great. So we read um, it, although I didn't, I didn't read it to be clear. No. I did the thing that I always do and listened to it on Audible. But in my defense, is narrated by Hugh Grant. And yes, I would listen to that man read a phone book. So yeah, yeah, he had, and he was Hugh Granting. He was Hugh Granting, which is he was Hugh Granting beautifully perfect character. Yeah, absolutely. No, he really was. The way that he read for Scrooge, and I really feel like there could be room for a Hugh Grant Scrooge in this world. There should be. We had Bill Murray. We had Christopher Plummer. We had Michael Caine. I think we're ready for a Hugh Grant Scrooge. You so you mentioned the you've only seen, you've never read it, you've just watched the best version of of course. A Christmas Carol, which is, of course. The Muppets Christmas Carol. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I mean, no cheeses for us Mises is- Absolutely not. I, I think the best, <laughs> the best dialogue in history. Oh. And- Yeah. It has the Muppets. <laughs> you know? Like, it's just it has the Michael best Kane. one. And he should have won an Kane? Oscar for that. Oh, we should we retroactively- We should retroactively give him an Oscar for that performance yes. of him with the cheeses and the Mises and all- Oh, my God. All- He's 90. He just retired from acting. He deserves an award. Yes. He should be celebrated. Justice for Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> he really was quite divine in this role, but Hugh Grant plays a good Scrooge. I like his voice. I think that he does like a different voice for it. He doesn't just do his little aw shucks um, British Hugh Grant thing he does not he's got no. a little bit of that in there when he voices other characters but yeah but um, for his, scrooge his he scrooge. just he knows it he knows who he, he is when he's scrooge yeah and then so and I, I should say that we are recording this a little bit early um as usual as however the day that we are recording this which is december 19th 2023 <laughs> is exactly 180 years from when this book was published on december 19th 1843 so excited. 180. I, I got I got chills I feel, just then. Do you then, feel Chrissy? more connected? I do you feel, feel more connected so connected. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. I feel part of it. Do wait, do we feel like the ghost of Charles Dickens is in the room with us right now? He's always in the room with us. <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> and our special guest on this week's podcast is, is Chucky D. Charles Dickens. We the love ghost you, of Charles Chucky. Dickens. Yeah. Okay, so The Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, published December 19th, 1843. Um, I also listened to the Hugh Grant, because if I'm going to, I'm going to listen to the Hugh Grant one, I guess. Uh, it says that there's a bunch of different um, run of prints for the paperback. 
Um, but the one that I found, it was like 95 pages. I mean, you know, it could be 30 pages if you put it on super tiny font. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it could be whatever. And then, But the audiobook length is two hours and 44 minutes. So if you are, you know, driving or whatever and you want to get in the motherfucking holiday spirit, put this audiobook on and just, you know, get scrooged. It's- I mean, it's a Christmas Carol. Everyone knows this. It's yep. the most we all love it. Retold, reimagined Christmas story. Um, I think, and it's one of the most relatable ones. I think. I agree. Yeah, maybe not in the same way that everyone agrees, but I agree. I no, it's not. Re- it's not relatable. Like, oh, we're all you know as rich as whatever as Scrooge. It's just like we've all been one of those people in that story, and you've dealt with a Scrooge, and you've dealt with a Scrooge all together, suffering in silence, or you know, suffering together. So it's a relatable book. It is a relatable book. Yeah. We've all dealt with it. It's gorgeous. So the Amazon description, it says, A Christmas Carol is a novella by Charles Dickens, first published in London by Chapman and Hall in 1843 and illustrated by John Leach. A Christmas Carol recounts the story of Ebenezer Scrooge, an elderly miser who was visited by the ghost of his former business partner, Jacob Marley, and the spirits of Christmas past, present, and yet to come. After their visits, Scrooge is transformed into a kinder, gentler man. I agree. And I agree that the word partner should be in quotations. And we'll oh, get I, think, I think that that's a double <laughs> entendre. Yes, I almost said uh, partner and lover. Um, perhaps we're only speculating, but uh, Chrissy, I have one question for you before we get yes. into our Amazon reviews. Yes. Who do you think is a better narrator? And be honest, Hugh Grant or... Gonzo. <laughs> oh, Gonzo was so fucking good. I think I gotta. I have to go Gonzo. Yeah, but I do just by an edge, but only because yeah. I've seen the I've seen the Muppets Christmas Carol around seven hundred times, and yeah. I've only listened to Hugh Grant. Gon- yeah, twice. once. Yeah, once one and a oh, half twice. Times. Yeah, Gonzo, and then Hugh Grant is like one A. So one, <laughs> and then one A. Hugh, I thought that I thought that he did a great job. Not you know, Gonzo did better, and I'm sure that it's just because he's had more opportunity to practice. So, Chrissy, I found a couple of reviews, and I just realized like when I when I sat down with you, uh, and we were texting before, I looked at Audible reviews. So yes. I don't know, maybe I'll look at Audible reviews, and maybe I'll look at regular Amazon reviews. Um, one of them for the audiobook is just an FYI narrator is not the actor Hugh Grant. <laughs> well read, and of course, a great story, just not read by Hugh Grant, the actor who is who I was expecting to hear. Nancy, <laughs> I, I gotta tell you something, Nance. It, it is, he's acting and doing voices. And then my favorite one is um, by What Mom Wants. Many life lessons to be learned. This is a great story, and when I listen carefully, I can pull out life lessons, whether it be how old Fezziwig led his work team or how Scrooge's nephew treated Scrooge even though he was treated poorly by Scrooge. Hugh Grant read it without making himself the main focus. Great job. <laughs> I cannot stop thinking about that. What? You, First of all, Hugh Grant was going to read it and be like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to insert myself into every single one of these characters. I know I said that this was the Christmas Carol, but actually this is uh, my memoirs. 
<laughs> Christmas pass. Let me tell you a little story about me in a car with this... an unnamed woman. <laughs> it was 1994. He's trying to defend himself and like in certain moments in the tabloids, he's like, listen, all I want to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas Carol. We all get it. I got a couple of DUIs. <laughs> Christmas Carol, yeah, what, whatever. We've all seen this. Christmas past, I got caught with a hooker. What What else do you guys want to hear about? You want to hear about Scrooge? You see his past? Boring as fuck. Hookers, that's where he it's at. Scrooge didn't want to donate to any charities. I have since donated to many charities. <laughs> I love Hugh Grant. Yeah, I love Hugh Grant, too. He is such a mess. Oh, he's great. All right, what reviews have you? I've got two. Uh-huh. One, one is three stars. Oh, from an, an Amazon reviewer named Vanity. Oh, I don't know if if her actual name is Vanity or their actual name is Vanity. It is now, um, but it says, "So I bought this to read to my daughter for Christmas, and I will say, I just didn't expect it to be written in such old fashion. I got confused by the word meanings. LOL." But if you can understand the old vocabulary, then you will do fine. <laughs> okay. First of all, it's perfect. Because three stars. <laughs> it's three honest. stars because I don't understand your words. But you she had a good self. Words. She had a good sense of humor about herself because she did say <laughs> LOL. I don't understand a lot of it. So she's like, she's perfect because she's like, I bought it for my kids. I thought maybe you would upgrade some of the slang. (laughs) Three stars. My children no longer respect me and think I can't read. (laughs) Fuck you, Charles. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Charles Dickens. You son of a bitch. In her defense, I counted... at least three times that he used the word capacious. Oh, yeah. Which which I automatically go to succession with Matthew McFadden. (laughs) Um, Tom Wamscan yelling at Greg for his girlfriend bringing a ludicrously capacious bag. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) that's all I can think of is that every time he's talking about somebody having something capacious, I'm like, are they walking around with, like, a A a a Louis Vuitton Vuitton tote bag? What's happening here? What kind of capaciousness are we talking about here, Hugh? Or Chuckles? Capacious? What are we going here for? Yeah, what's going on? Um, And then I love the vocabulary. But go ahead, next. I thought it was great. My second one was from Todd. Um, oh. Five stars. Good. Would recommend. Oh. That's it. Thanks, Todd. That is you beautiful. I would I would ask Todd for like, hey, man, what did you think about that Thai food restaurant over there? And then he would be like, yeah, pretty good. Like, I think that he would give me an honest review. So I, I trust do, Todd. I do love that. Like, this is one of the most... in. I guess you could argue for, you know, novels in general in terms of success, but in the holiday realm, one of the yeah. most celebrated stories, Charles Dickens is a very celebrated author that has had staying power. Um, so to to take that, this cherished work, <laughs> work of art and be like, five stars would recommend, I respect. I'm like, it's fucking fine. It's fine. Todd, Todd has the self-confidence and self-esteem that we should <laughs> all aspire to. And we're all working on it, okay? We can't all be Todd's. How boring would that be? You know what? Todd also used his face in his profile picture. <gasps> on, Shut up. On Amazon. So Todd, Todd's got a, a whole lot of energy coming at, like out of him. 
Yeah. Todd Todd. You get it, Todd. Get it, Todd. Okay. So, um, there was a couple other reviews that kind of made me laugh, but um, (laughs) like one lady said it was like not too scary. She's like, oop, worded very clearly, not too scary. It's like. (laughs) Not too scary? (laughs) Not scary at all. No, I don't. This isn't a horror novel like this. No. I think it's like. But it, it does have ghosts. Okay, ghosts. so I... They're not scary ghosts. No, not at all. I, I appreciate how this book starts out. All I wrote down was that Marley was dead to begin with. Because that is, like, the greatest first line where it kind of hooks you in. Where you're like, who the fuck's Marley? What's going on? Yeah. Like, what you're like, what's happening? So we're introduced to that Marley and we're introduced to that Marley, Jacob Marley and Ebenezer Scrooge are business partners and possible lovers. Um, lovers. (laughs) They are certainly lovers. But so it is it is around. Is it Christmas Eve today or is it that tomorrow? Is this like December 23rd? I think it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, I think it's Christmas Eve, too, because. Jacob Marley died on this day on this seven day. years ago. So, yes. of course, he's going to be mad grumpy around Christmas. His man died. Yeah, his lover died on this day. His you, friend, his the, lover, possibly. The disrespect for people to not give a shit about Ebenezer Scrooge's suffering. And... Even if, even if you're like, oh, well, whatever, it's not his, that's not, they're not lovers. He worked with him for her so long. And that's like somebody that he's used to. So even if you're like, no, that's not it, that Jacob Marley hearts Ebenezer Scrooge forever. No. Maybe not. Maybe you don't believe that. That's fine. But you should still be sad for Ebenezer Scrooge because his business partner died. Yeah, this is the anniversary of his death, and you can't just, his nephew just comes skipping in. And everybody's just like, party. Merry Christmas. Yeah, and he's like, I'm sorry, excuse me? Fuck I your sadness. Yeah. I'm in mourning over here. Well, I mean, I think that maybe if you guys all took into account that this is a hard time for him right now and talked him through it, because now he's just, so Chrissy, what I'm saying to you is that I'm Team Ebenezer Scrooge in this book. Like, I mean, I'm happy I, for his growth at the end. Like, I mean, whatever. But, like. Listen, I I really related to to his vibe. In, yeah. Let, let's, let's be real. This this is a um, wealthy white man um, yeah. that is in this story. And, like, I mean, eat the rich. Um, <laughs> and I relate to him in no other way except that um, he he was a crotchety grumpy dude who was just like i wish to be left alone and i can relate to that yeah he does not hate christmas he hates people he and i get right he wasn't he was like he does not hate christmas away from me he's fine i don't want to be around you yeah he he also i would know that while he was you know the the term scrooge obviously stemming from his behavior yes um he did not like live it up in the lap of luxury. No, um, he wasn't like covered in jewels, and no, he doesn't pay his workers fair wages. I mean, that's a no. real fucking problem, big problem. And he doesn't even want to pay for the coal to heat up the office for the employees on no. the day. 
this cheap no. prick. His his employee who's underpaid is sitting in front of a, a candle in a comforter. So- yeah, and talking about how he can't. Everything's tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Bob. <laughs> I do. Bob. I do love that. So first of all, his nephew comes skipping in like ready to party, and he was like, Ugh, "Uncle, Fred. I'm inviting you to my party," and he. Um, responds to be like, "Why? What do you have to be merry about? You're poor enough." And he was basically like, yeah. "Why are you happy? You broke bitch! Get the fuck out of my face!" <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Scrooge is a little bitchy. I love. <laughs> he is. I love the bitchiest. Because okay, so first of all, it sucks that he won't pay for heat for his workers because it's like okay, it's cold, it's miserable. Have you not been listening to Bob Cratchit? Oh my god! Like I'm just like, how does not everybody be like? I will give you however much money I can. Oh my god, you have such a hard <laughs> life, Bob Cratchit. You my god, terrible. Yeah, his, everything everything's terrible for Bob Cratchit. Not like malnourished so, children because you're so poor. One of them is dying. Um, actively, actively, yeah, One of them is yeah, yeah, actively yeah. dying. Um, and you're making, you know, fifteen. I don't what what, what was the money? Pogs, fifteen. Yeah, fifteen pogs a week. Whatever the fuck yeah. it was. And um, then here comes Fred, skipping in, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to come to my party? No, no, no. I don't want to go to your party. Maybe Scrooge <laughs> is being a buddy, and he's not like bragging about his stuff in front of Bob Cratchit. Because why would anybody?" Brag about anything in front of Bob yeah, Cratchit. Like, I would hey, be like, yeah. Zip it, Fred. This this guy's got real fucking problems. If you're in here. I could solve one of them by heating the office, but <laughs> what you could do I could solve is, all of his problems. I could solve every one of his problems, but I'm not going to do And I wouldn't notice. And I wouldn't notice. Um, okay, so we, he is a tragic figure. Poor yeah. Bob. Um, and then Fred comes in and he's like, he's kind of the character that shows us how grumpy and Scroogey Scrooge is. Yeah, he comes in with he's, his golden retriever. Uncle, energy. uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely a golden retriever. He's just like Polly from Mad Men. He's like, how are we doing? I will eat that pigeon right now for you if you want. <laughs> Great. I'm going to invite Love you anyway. You Next year, yeah. I'll invite you every time. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. I'm not even ashamed of it. I'm just going to keep saying it. You can be curmudgeonly, but God damn it, I'm going to be happy. Love you. Bye. Bah humbug. Yeah. By the way, I'm immediately screaming that at people at the, <laughs> at the store now. Just like, nah. He's nah. In, he says every idiot that wishes you a Merry Christmas should be buried in his own pudding and have a stake of holly driven right through him. <laughs> it's so true. He doesn't hate Christmas. He does not like you. <laughs> He's like, fuck That's you, all. you broke bitch. You're around here skipping around, singing Merry Christmas. I want to bury you in the ground right now. Listen to you and listen to Bob Cratchit, okay? <laughs> One of you would kill for your little golden retriever ass <laughs> life. <clears throat> God. Jeez. Okay, so. He, um, that's how we kind of learn how Scroogey he is. He doesn't even want to go to this birthday party, not birthday party, Christmas this party. You know, holiday party. Christmas. And then this man, the Clark, I didn't know what this was, but he sounds like somebody that just goes around and tries to collect donations for the poor. He, yeah, so when Fred leaves, he lets these two guys in who are collecting donations, which honestly, this, I, 
I mean, obviously I'm a shitty person, but they right. this part made me laugh out loud with with oh, how absolutely angry this man is. Where I'm like, this yeah. is yeah. I, I mean, I get it. You you are a cranky old fucking dude. Yeah, I get it, babe. I get it, because and they, I want you to be not cranky. They come, they come in, and they're like, "How much would you like to give?" And he's like, "Nothing." And they're like, "You would like to be anonymous?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> no." And then, then they said, "Like he's like, oh my god, that's so nice of you. Did you want to be anonymous? <laughs> nothing. Oh, you would. You wanted to be anonymous? No, <laughs> giving that's what nothing." He's like. He's like, money for the poor. Aren't there prisons, union workhouses? Yeah. I'm already paying for those. Yeah. I was like, damn. Damn, man. And then the, the, they're like, uh, I think people would rather die than go to prison. And he's like, if yeah. they had better die, they should do it and decrease the surplus population. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He doesn't hate Christmas. He hates you, motherfucker. That's it. stone cold. He's done. Something happened to Ebenezer Scrooge where he has just, and maybe his, it was his, maybe it was his lover dying. It is his lover he dying. He was like, this fuck is... you. Well, I think he's kind of cranky throughout his whole life. If we're going based well, on listen, the Muppets Christmas Carol. The man has a villain origin story. Let's be realistic here. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah, so he gonna, really does. We're going to dive into that origin story, um, of <gasps> what that is. And that includes his love affair with Jacob Marley. Because Ugh. I, you can, I, I need everyone to to review and revisit this classic novel from the viewpoint yep. of going in that Scrooge and Marley were lovers, and then yes. see how that changes things for you. Yeah, yeah, and that's why he won't pay for the coals to heat the office because there was <laughs> enough heat in that office when he was gazing into Jacob Marley's like, eyes. Babe, we steamed up those windows every day. What, what do you need heat for? Yeah, you just go get busy. <laughs> well, so they said, like, so Marley's been gone for seven years, and uh, Scrooge refused to remove his name from the door, and people would come oh, in, yeah. and he didn't care if they called him Marley or Scrooge. He, like, wouldn't correct them. Yes. Like, so, whatever. either way, they loved each other. They loved each other. In some capacity. In a capacious manner. They, they capaciously loved each other. They did. Um, so he died seven years ago today. Yes. Um, Scrooge does not seem into giving this man a donation, um, but he does tell him that That's he a... won't do it until tomorrow morning. Nice way to so put it. So he's what? That he, he doesn't does not seem, seem into, into giving him. Well, it was almost like, okay, man, like he is not like stop selling. Cause he's not buying like <laughs> he's not like you just keep like bringing it up like you said oh anonymously <laughs> like oh. I insist that you donate <laughs> nothing please. oh anonymously and he's just like I'm gonna say it again and you're like all right and so you're kind of at, at a certain point the, the clerk is asking for it because it's like you're trying really hard and he obviously has no like patience for that so no, no. move giving, on giving you shit yeah, so he's going to come over tomorrow. I don't even think that Scrooge will be in the office. He'll probably say that they're closed for Christmas or something like that, and then he'll go like, "What am I a monster? I don't, I don't give my employees." No, off he's going to make he's going to make like, Bob Cratchit go in for sure. Oh, Bob Cratchit has to go in. Yeah, yes, absolutely. He does make Bob Cratchit go in. Yes. Um. So nephew Fred wants to make a donation to the Clark man. Um. I think like he like was listening. 
to the conversation or something. I can't remember now, but it doesn't matter. Um, Scrooge leaves for work and he everyone's going to go celebrate Christmas. So Scrooge leaves, right? He takes his comforter off. Fucking he goes, goes about goes to go home. He's got back to he's he back puts, to Jacob. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, puts Bob his coat on and he goes on. back to his home, which was previously quote lived in by Jacob Marley. And you know this yeah. is this is where you can include that audio when it's like in history said they were roommates because yeah, they roommates. weren't. Okay, they yeah. were in love. Let's just let's just <sighs> move into that. Right there. You're right. I did see the romance of it. And I mean, I was cleaning out my refrigerator. So I don't know if like I was just trying to get through a mundane task. So my brain just went there. (laughs) I have no (laughs) idea. But okay. So this is, so he leaves work to go home and you know, it's Christmas Eve. Everyone gets to go celebrate Christmas. And this is where I wrote down that I love Scrooge and he is misunderstood. Put a sash on that man. Um, he is M I S S understood. Like, <laughs> oh God. Um, I, so Scrooge, I wrote down that he's a mean queen. Oh yes, <laughs> he is just. He is fine with everybody else celebrating Christmas, and he wants everybody else to have a good time and whatever. Just leave him out of it. And I just could not relate to that more. He's like, finish your work here. I'm not going to heat up the office. You're fine with that. Enjoy your comforter. And I pay you and you do your job and that's it. Like that's what that's how he looks at it. He does not look at people as anything else other than a transaction. So that is a good thing that he does need to unlearn. And that's what he does. <laughs> Don't worry. He does overcome that. And reader, he does. Okay, <laughs> so um he later on that evening, so he eats like a really sad British 1840s dinner. I was just like, oh, Scrooge, no wonder you hate it here. Yeah, what like, do they call sucks. it? Gruel? He eats gruel. Yeah, gruel. But I mean, like, his whole experience of being home, it was just like, ugh. Like, he doesn't even yeah, he doesn't miserable. even live in comfort at home. He doesn't. There's, like, no lights in his house. He's, he eats like shit, he and eats, he has so much money for what? He's eating garbage, and he's just depressed, living in a tunnel of depression without his lover. Yes. Sitting in that room by himself, looking at doorknobs, seeing, of course. seeing Marley's face on the doorknob. Yep. Because you see it everywhere in that house. Yeah. You know why? Because you've seen him everywhere in that house. So that's why you see it everywhere. Because you love him and you miss he him. He needs a beautiful vacation where he can go and ha- remember all the happy times and wish that Jacob was on vacation with him. Take Or he could send Bob Cratchit and his dying family to go. Okay, so um Scrooge is visited by the ghost of Jacob Marley. And he's got Jacob so that, that night like I think like he wakes up at like midnight or something he, yeah, and he, he thought it was 2 hours. It, he so Marley shows up at like almost 2 a.m. cuz he said he went yeah, at 2 a.m. and then he woke up at midnight. So like And then he yeah, and then he tells him like somebody's going to come by at midnight and it was like what was going on in the production Yeah, by the stroke of one. It was like what was going on in the production world of the ghost? They were like, "Dude, you are off by 2 fucking hours." <laughs> well, okay, fine. We'll time travel. Yeah. What do you want? He doesn't know. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Yeah. 
We it's, go. It's two o'clock. Wake him up now. <laughs> Turn it back two hours just to confuse him. You fucking idiot. So it's nice to know that ghost group projects will still suck. Yeah, someone's always dragging the fucking now. team down. Maybe yeah, with all those drilling sh- holes in the back of the boat while I, we're all I rolling. Love like Marley, you're dragging the whole team down. He's like, I got these chains around me, lock boxes. Yeah. I'm being dragged down. Fuck you guys. Yes, actually, it's me. <laughs> it's me. I'm seeing my old lover for the first time uh, in, in apparition. Okay. So. Scrooge does not believe in ghosts. And so I thought it was brilliant of Chucky D to bring up that Marley is the ghost that visits him first. Because now Scrooge is more likely to at least question it or like be open to it if it happens because he trusts Marley. So I think that this is a love story. And the whole ghost thing is orchestrated by... Marley himself, because he work he through. will live eternity alone, so that um, Scrooge does not have to suffer the same fate as him, and that is yeah, true love. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is because so Jacob Marley makes himself visible, and he's got these chains on him, mm-hmm. right? And he says that mine are so long because I had all these things, and I was this and that and the other. And he's like, so I've dragged myself down. And I don't want you to go through the same thing. Yeah, he's like, I've had. He's like, I'm no, trying to help you. I've had no rest and no peace. This this is an act of love. I've had no rest and no peace, and I've sat invisible next to you every day for the last seven years. I'm telling you, this is a fucking love story. This is <sighs> the the ghost of Jacob Marley is like, I love you. I I. It is a true love. It's so romantic. It's so romantic. I've sat beside you every day for seven years. You haven't even seen me or looked at me, but I've been and- with you and I don't want you to end up like me. Yeah. And and if it is just, well, well I'm going to say this anyway, it is a beautiful love story platonically or not because that is so nice because they are like, he's looking out for him. That's his friend. He loves him, you know, or like, but I genuinely think that they, because I'm like, Scrooge, really? Like you have no warmth to anybody except for Jacob Marley. He didn't. He didn't have any warmth He had no warmth. no warmth. He was so nice to, to Jacob Marley's ghost. He because they loved each other. Yes. They loved and he each had other. such guilt and he like was telling him the things that he wanted to say to him all these 7 years. Yeah. And and Scrooge There was said, such a beautiful warmth. What what do you want from me or what do you want with me? And Marley said, "Much." Yeah. Yeah. We, I want to go back to what we were doing, which is Yeah, I didn't want to have died 7 years ago. This sucks, man. Like I want to do a lot of stuff with you. That's why I'm just sitting here with you. Yeah. And I wish you would do cooler stuff. Like, go on vacation. Yeah, because Scrooge is like, I'm looking at him. He's a little bit transparent. It looked like he had no bowels, but I know he had bowels because I racked around in there a few times. And- yeah. Hello. But, yeah, so he, so Jacob Marley says to him, hey, listen, I don't want you to go through the same thing that I'm going through. Seven years of dragging this shit around is exhausting. You don't, you don't want to do this. And... So he's going to so I thought that was beautiful that he's going to trust Jacob Marley. And yeah. then Marley says to him that the other ghost is going to be showing up at 1 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, that's Cuz he's giving he's giving his cast members That's what he So I just I'm I'm telling you they were lovers and yep. Scrooge showed vulnerability in in this little scene because yep, he, he, he trusted he him. He speaks the lines speak comfort to me Jacob and then said you were always a good friend to me Jacob. Thank you. And that like yes. That is, there's underlying things there. They would yeah. love us. Especially since it was 1843. And then, 40, and then, whatever. 
Charles Dickens ends Chucky, Chucky ends um, the the little scene by talking about the departure of the apparition of um, Jacob Marley from there and said he found his supernatural specter in an erect attitude. And I know he meant upright, <laughs> but I don't fucking care because I'm telling you, they were lovers. Charles Dickens was I'm sending saying you, uh... that I-, I am here with the ghost of Charles Dickens. You are here with the ghost of Charles Dickens. And there's a little innuendo that the supernatural specter yeah. was erect. I, I Marley and Scrooge. I was just going to say, my dear friends, I think that Chrissy is going to be writing a fan fiction <laughs> if she's not already working on it, like and she should read be. Scrooge and Marley erotica. Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> Scrooge. Scrooge is already done. Scrooge is already done. I Bill know Murray. it's a Bill Murray one, but, you know, why not? We'll do this. Okay. We can, we can compete. <laughs> like oh, we'll make it uh, we'll make it good oh marley those chains are new yeah <laughs> nah 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 come on oh here we go Sarioki. all right so <laughs> um we meet so okay so scrooge is kind of having like a that was weird type of thing after that guy after jacob marley visits because he's like okay like i got to actually Oh, because remember he says he thought it was like a piece of bad beef or something. Yeah, like he, he said, didn't, he didn't he believe said, it was You're him. not a ghost, you're undigested beef. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you are just Some like my dinner. Potato. Yeah, you're my dinner digesting. I don't know if it's positive or negative. I'm sleeping <laughs> right now, so I'm just kind of hoping it's positive. You are patatas, mm. not bravas. And yeah, you are not bravas. <laughs> Blackas. <laughs> No, not good. Okay, so, um, and then he finally, like, believes him. I don't know what makes him soften towards him. Maybe just, like, the fact that he, if it is a dream, then he's going to lean into it and talk to his beautiful Jacob Marley. Um, And so he is just kind of, like, left in a little bit of a daze. Like, did that actually happen? Is there actually going to be a ghost? Like, was it undigested beef? If it was, like, an updated book, like that one lady wanted, um, like, she didn't want it to be um, all old-fashioned in the language or anything like that. Um, I think maybe it would have been that it was your Taco Bell. If this was a modern story, it's like, you're not even as a real thing, Jacob Marley. You're Taco Bell right now. <laughs> I'm having a problem. This is a fever dream brought yeah. on by a chalupa. Brought to you by a cheesy gordita crunch. (laughs) Okay, so the ghost of Christmas past shows up, and it's kind of like a little angel, I guess it's kind of described as. No, I wrote down flower elf. Because yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, what the fuck is this? So like, it was a man, but a, with long arms and the child size, and then it was, a, yeah. and then it was a head with no body, and then a body with no head, and then it was just a leg. And I'm like, no, it's a this is a little fucking magical elf that just showed so up. So it's, so it's a freak, is what you're saying. <laughs> then it's just a leg. Like, it's what do you mean? A magic that, elf. That sounds to me like undigested beef. It's just a leg. <laughs> That's the beef, not Marley. Or maybe you ate some mushrooms that turned, Scrooge. You don't know that you stop being so cheap because maybe you'll not have accidental magic mushrooms as part of your gruel or whatever. Anyway, so 
Um, the ghost of Christmas past takes him uh, back in time to see himself in school. And he's just kind of like, oh, this is where I decided to be what I wanted to be when I was going to grow up. Yeah, but and it he's, was sad. It was really like, sad. There's all these kids running down the street on their their little furry ponies or whatever. And then he's in the school all by himself because his dad's a fucking yeah. dick. And he's yeah. boarded up alone. Yes. So, yeah. And he's got Lonely thoughts. Lonely child. He's a lonely child. Yeah, and that's what I wrote down. As I said, the ghost of Christmas past is basically like, hey, here's all your childhood trauma yeah. and why you are the way that you are. Remember your abusive father and he locked you at this boarding school? Merry Christmas. <laughs> don't worry. Your sister's here to tell you that your dad has, I don't know, stopped drinking, I'm, whatever whatever yeah. happened. Um, yeah, they're, the, they're like, hey, look, not everybody's your dad. Your dad was an asshole, and yes, you suffered, and we appreciate the suffering that you went through, but Bob Cratchit is surely not your dad, and you should feel horrible for him all the time. Just wake up thinking about Bob Cratchit and be like, wow, but I could change his life. And he could make he could help him and move him into the house because that um, Jacob Marley's house has empty rooms there. They have like it's like uh, it says tenants, Sarah, so I want to say it's like his, an apartment building. Those are his lover's rooms. Those are his lover's quarters. You can't. But he could. He could help Bob. Lover's quarters. I love us. No, he could help Bob. Okay, so um, that's showing him like, hey, look, we get it that you're grumpy, and this is why. So please work on that. His sister shows up. She's like, she loves him. Oh yeah, she loves him. She's her name's Fan, and she is his biggest fan. She loves yep. him. She's his number one fan. She's his number one fan. She's trying to hug him. She's like, "I got dad to bring you back home." They leave, and then it goes to like um, the Christmas party from his first employer. And by the yes. way, his first employer seems like a solid good time because it's like, oh it's, yeah, it's like Christmas Eve, and he's like, "Uh, we're not working anymore. Clear this shit out. We're throwing a rockin' fucking party." And his yep. name is Mister Fezziwig. Fezziwig. Yep. I love the name Fezziwig. It's so British. Hearing Hugh Grant say the word Fezziwig was just delightful. So if you're going <laughs> to listen to this book for any reason, just listen to how he says Fezziwig. And the way that he does the Scrooge impression, I, I it's so good. He does this like it doesn't even sound like him. It sounds like yeah, as, he is Scrooge. As reported. Like, it's just so good. As, as described. reported, as described from your Audible review. Not yes. Hugh Grant. He not maybe that's because Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge. She's like, listen, it was actually Ebenezer Scrooge narrating his own book, <laughs> which is crazy. This anyway. was not narrated by Hugh Grant. It was narrated by Ebenezer Scrooge. I don't know what you're talking. It was about. told to us by Gonzo. this, and also this was not narrated by Hugh Grant. This was performed by Hugh yes. Grant. Oh, you know what I didn't notice? Did he do the? <sighs> I don't think so. I don't think so either. Maybe I was just like. Maybe my mind is open to the now because I didn't even like think about even, it. Normally it's so it. it's normally it's so unsettling to me like I'm like, "Whoa." Like Quite. <laughs> like I'm getting what? like I'm getting blasted with air. I'm like, "Ah." <laughs> and then we're going to dilate your pupils with the word "quite." Yeah, ah. <laughs> it's like somebody's spraying that like canned air at me when you go. I'm like, "Ah, okay." <laughs> okay. So, um yeah, so he the Mr. Fezziwig is wonderful. Um, 
I want a whole story son. about him. He does, I want a whole story about planning his Christmas parties. I don't even care if like it's a relevant movie. I want it to be about planning that party. He, and they like the ghosts. Like they're talking about Fezziwig, and he's like, no, no, he wasn't like super wealthy or powerful that way. He was powerful in getting you to feel something and like feel joy. And I'm like, yes. oh wow. That's great. That's a beautiful man. It's a beautiful man. He was wonderful. And Scrooge yes. seemed really excited that he's like, oh, Fezziwig's alive again. I'm like, he's fucking not. But you you can enjoy the replay well, of a great yeah, it's great to it's great to remember what a cool guy he was. You know, that's he sounds like a good time. Fezziwig seems amazing. Love Fezziwig. And I wonder what happened to him. And like, because well, then maybe that contributed to why Scrooge is so bitter. I don't know why. I I just think I think he's bitter because his lover died. Yeah, but it seems like his life has he has become bitter like gradually. Maybe. Like it was already going to happen and it kicked into high fucking gear whenever Jacob Marley. Like Jacob probably kept him at bay and he was like, "Okay, well, this is fine because as long as I have Jacob then I'm happy." And then Jacob dies, and he's like, well, I don't care anymore. There's nobody stopping me from being an absolute twat to all of you. I'm going to burn my money when I die. Fuck you I have nobody to check me. I am untethered, (laughs) unchecked, unhinged. That's why it's nice to have somebody that will always be like, hey, just tone it a little bit. Down. No good. Then he wakes up, and I think that he is... He, I don't remember if he, the first ghost told no, him that the second he, ghost will be coming. He didn't wake up yet because then. Oh, so that's right. That's then, right. That's then right. Then they they like flash into, um, which by the way, like when they when they show the film versions, um, the version of Bell. So if you look at at any of that, like they showed it with Michael Caine. Um, there's there's also like a newly. If you look in the like on um the extras on the the um the Muppets Christmas Carol, you can see the cut song from yeah. the movie now. Um, Michael Caine's like depressing song about the loss of his his love bell. Um and then you can you can also see it in Scrooged, um yep. where he, you know, his girlfriend that comes back. Um however, my take from Scrooge in this actual writing was that she's like in her mourning clothes. She's yes. she's mourning. Um the the end of her, their relationship, and he's like, "What's the problem, babe? Like, what? What's yeah. your issue?" And she's this like, is "You, fine. you never love me as much as you love money." And he's like, "Yeah, because you're a beard. Take the money. What do you mean?" Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. You. You're going to love money more than me as well. And he's like, "I didn't. What are you talking about? I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't notice any loss of anything. You just. I'm just here for the money. I thought you were here for the same thing. I don't. I don't get the I don't issue. Get, I said that I would provide us with yeah, yeah. a comfortable life, and this is my friend Jacob. <laughs> he comes I over. I said, this is my business partner, and we're going to be locked in this room doing some accounting for a long time. A long time. Yes, a long time. If you hear things jangling, that's just our change and coins yes. and our, you know. And don't worry about it. It's Yeah. Yeah. Mind your business. Okay. So then we have the ghost of Christmas present, which is the the unsettling giant Muppet um, in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, or just a giant in this in this version. Yes, that Muppet, that giant Muppet is unsettling. 
Um, but I do love the, the 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 Muppet because he's basically he talks exactly like the John Lovitz character on Weekend Update from the nineties <laughs> of Get to Know Me. Get to know me. Come on down. Come on in. Did I tell you I was the ghost of Christmas present? Get to know me. <laughs> I love that character. He is insane. Um, but it basically, the Christmas present takes him to um, like Christmas morning. And he's basically just hearing everyone bitch about him. Yeah, well, he goes, he goes to um, Fred's Christmas party. And- yeah. No one can see him or hear him. Yeah. He is just observing. He goes to Fred's Christmas party, and then he goes to the Cratchit's family feast, which, I yep. mean, they're pretty broke. I think it's just, like, bones. But the funny thing is that they did not complain about him that much. They were still such beautiful people that they, they weren't even complaining about they him. They weren't. <laughs> they were just like, you know, wish him the best. Yeah, they were like, we love him. He's <laughs> wonderful. That's just how he is, and some people just are not cheerful folks, and that's okay, and we appreciate him for how he is, and he's just like, mm, bah, humbug. <laughs> so they show they show them the Christmas present, and they show him that everyone is still enjoying their life despite how shitty he is. Yes, it does not affect them like, one single solitary you're a bit. You're fucking grumpy shit stain without your lover, um, but we are still enjoying life, so... Well, the I wrote down here that everyone, every single fucking one of us could use a tour to see how you impact people's lives. <laughs> because if you saw some people and they're just like continuing to enjoy themselves without you, that will really make you take a self-assessment. <laughs> okay. Wow. How much do I think I matter? A lot. I'm going to take that back a little bit. Yeah, so I like that the ghost of Christmas present was like, listen, none of them care. All they're doing is they're like, why is he in such an unhappy yeah. mood all the time? He's What's, such a miserable bitch. That, why is he so pissed off? He's fucking rich. Um, yeah. I mean, his lover died. Maybe that's what's Super causing- sad. Yeah. Super sad. Oh, I don't know. Tell us don't a know. story maybe, about him. Maybe my lover died seven years ago on this day, so it's kind of ruined Christmas for me. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there, and maybe you could be like, hey, can you tell me a story about, like, a cool uh, business thing that you and Jacob Marley did? And then he would tell you a story about Jacob Marley, and then you could let him be happy for a minute. Yeah, let him bring the memory of his lover you have to, to life. You have to open up, though, Ebenezer. <laughs> you have to tell us that you're sad about this, because otherwise we can't help you. That's part of the problem. Instead, the, only, the only person he gets vulnerable for is Jacob. Is Jacob Marley. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, he... I'm. It's a beautiful love story. This is a love but, story. Um, I think Scrooge is starting to enjoy this exercise of like you know, the trippy mushroom because they're expired because he's so cheap. Um, trip that he's on right now, um, of going to Christmas's past where he's like, oh yeah, my dad was kind of mean to me. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I see that. Like, oh, and then people are <laughs> experiencing joy while I'm miserable without me. Okay. Okay. I got it. Got it. And I think he enjoys this exercise because, I mean, it, it would be nice to be kind of put into perspective. Um, and I think he also likes spying on everybody. I fucking would. Do you, that, that would be like my dream. Are really? I would be uncomfy. Really? Oh, yeah. Because what if they said something stupid and I would want to argue with them? 
No, I, oh man. And then I would never let it no, go. I'd be you, like, oh, how stupid was that? No, no. I'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm going to need a spy for, on just a bunch of randos for at least. Oh, yeah, at yeah, least yeah, yeah. A no, week. Nobody I know. I'm going to collect all the information and then I'm going to pose as a psychic and then just sell that back to them and be like, hello. I know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Were you in a coal mine near a lighthouse or whatever their miner's cottage near a lighthouse? Eating a you may Christmas be entitled to dinner. compensation. <laughs> I know everything that happened. I I just um I would love to spy on people. I, I you don't yeah random people. I wouldn't want to spy on people that I know, like that I'm close with. Oh, probably not. I don't want random that. people. Yeah, fuck yeah, no. that would be so fun. Just like, what are you doing? <laughs> random people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you people. doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be like, it has to be like somebody where they walked into the. The, the Dunkin' Donuts, and they just look like it's already been a morning. You know what I mean? I like, just, it needs to be, like, one yeah, of those people. I want it to be something super fucking dramatic that yep. um, I'm not involved in. Oh, yeah. Like, some Spy kind of stupid bullshit family drama. Yeah, that would be gorgeous. Oh, I would be love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But be not, amazing. like, about my family members or friends. No, like, no. I would be no like, one that I know. fucking stupid? Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. to witness. It's... You just—it's like watching live TV. It's like a live performance. Yeah, that's why I don't like social media because it feels like—I mean, you're just putting it on display. But to me, it feels like I'm just like, why are you telling people how stupid you are? I love to let people guess. <laughs> <laughs> I try to set the bar low. You're telling and people then... how stupid you are. I just like to keep that a mystery. Yeah, I'm just like, I set the bar low. I may be stupid, but I may not be. We don't I know. So we're just going to bless her heart and just leave her alone. That's my whole thing. Yeah, And not putting it on the internet. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say you never post anything. But, like, I just don't want, I don't want it to be, like, obvious. Like, oh, yeah, she, Sarah, yeah, she's stupid. <laughs> I also like, like that's not I don't want that to be the first thing out of people's mouths. I can't I can't imagine anyone being interested in what's happening in my life. Like there's nothing oh, there's no. nothing that I would do like wow, congratulations. I went to the grocery store yesterday, Chrissy, and at the hot bar they had puzzled tater tots and it's Tetris. And I was so mad because it's such a wonderful, delightful what? it's a tater tot, but it's shaped like the Tetris pieces. So you could feasibly have a tater tot that makes out like you could play it and eat the tater tots. Like just shovel them in your mouth as they connect. Do you think that those tater tots conjure ghosts? I hope they conjure <laughs> ghosts. That would be awesome. Ouija tater tots, that's great. I would love you that. Could, you could conjure the ghost of Christmas past with those tater tots as Scrooge thought he did. Uh, Chrissy, I like to believe in myself. I, I like to think that I can do anything. I believe in my competence of anything. I I can I can learn something. So I'd like to think that I could conjure a ghost <laughs> of Christmas past with a tater tot. I, think I you would like try to. Th- it. I would like to think that I could do that. I yes. think you should go back to that grocery grocery store, get every Tetris piece available, make that yeah. puzzle, eat it, and see what you conjure. Yeah, yeah. I okay. I I'm in. I <laughs> do it. I don't know what else I'm going to do. But anyway, uh, that was all I could talk about. 
I walked in the house and I was like, look at these tater tots. Like, I was like, can you imagine? That's so boring. You bought them? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Of course. <laughs> Am I not going to eat Tetris tater tots? Give me a break. Okay. No, but. Like, I sat there and I thought to myself, like, what a boring moment of my life that I was so excited about Tetris tater tots. So, like, please spy on me. Whatever I'm doing is not that cool. <laughs> no one would be interested in anything that I do. They really wouldn't. <laughs> They'd be like, They're, oh, God, like, look at her. Why Why is this bitch sitting on the floor in a towel eating a cupcake at 7 a.m.? Like, <laughs> I don't know. This is just how I get ready in the morning. What do, what do you guys do? Is this different? This is different. If that's what that's what happened. If I was spot on. What flavor did, cupcake do you eat? Did, did are she, you muffin? Muffin. Are, are those the cupcakes that she paid off for on DoorDash fifty dollars for delivery because she was too lazy to go get those? Yeah, those yeah. are. Those are those. It's like, I'm sorry, what do you do? Do you sit yeah. and eat a muffin? Don't worry, you'll get I to cupcake. Breakfast, obviously. Yeah. Most important meal of the day. <laughs> Breakfast could be anything to anyone, okay? I function better on a cupcake. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, there's no, it's a breakfast pastry. The best. <laughs> the official breakfast pastry. The best part of waking up is a cupcake, <laughs> not Folgers. I don't drink coffee. So. No, a cupcake will wake you up. Okay, so the Christmas present says, all right. You got another beware, one. Beware of the four of the above all. Beware of everything. And yes, be beware better. of everything. Yes. Right. That's ominous, but also great advice. Yeah. Um. And so now the ghost of Christmas is yet to come, who is just basically like this weird ghost man that only points. Like he doesn't do anything, or like he just kind of like points at things, like like He's- a caveman questions about this ghost okay so you got yeah. you got the the first one who's the flower elf whatever a little you know like yep. sprite or whatever the fuck he is little sprite yeah little and sprite then you got the up. golly the jolly green you giant got the jolly green giant and then you got this guy who shows up in a robe and at the end of their little meeting scrooge is like what's that appendage under your robe is it a claw and then he opens the robe and he's like it's two children i'm like what why are you hiding kids under your robe yeah what's happening what's what's going on with this what? yeah Hey, got, what's up? What are these? They're supposed yeah, to represent things. They're like representative of things or whatever. I'm like, no, nah, there's children under this rope. I got, I, let's just, let's yeah, just take a pause. You, maybe, you should have taken those out first. Maybe. And like got the, kids in my robe. The ghost of Christmas is yet to come shouldn't be trusted. M- may, maybe he should be in one of those prisons you're funding, Scrooge. Yes, yes, yes. Let's just at least talk to him. See what's going on. Why do you have the kids in your robe? Okay, so he is, um, he shows you kind of what happens if you stay on the path that you're on type of thing. So, like, it's kind of a come to Jesus moment where you're like, listen, look at what you're doing. And I, okay, everybody's so afraid of the future, including Scrooge. And he's like, oh, you're the one that I'm the most scared of, right? Mm -hmm. And, I would love that one because I'd be like, ooh, yeah. Am I going to be miserable if I – so what happens if I do that? Like I would be doing like a lot of like probability things. I'd be like – I'd be doing like basically the rehearsal, like Nathan Fielder's HBO show, The Rehearsal. I would just be like workshopping a bunch of different outcomes. How do we do this? How do we change this? You get your your Tetris potatoes, write different outcomes on each one, figure it out. Yep. And put together the most beautiful tater tot formula. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I I would love that because I would like to see like okay, so what happens if I tell that person to fuck off? All right, cool. Like I want a predictability meter, I guess. Like I want like a I want to I want to I want to throw some stuff out there and bat it back. Like that's why I like like playing The Sims because you can just like go back in time a little bit and like undo that. <laughs> you want that? You want that probability ship or whatever? From yeah, kind of, but I want it to be more predictable. Like I want it to be like if. I, if I were to say to this man at the grocery store, why do you do this and make this your personality type, your T-shirt or whatever, right? If I say that, are they going to be mad or will they understand that I'm breaking their balls and nobody cares? You know what I mean? Like I would I would want to do that the most. Like can I – how much of an asshole can I be without making it have a physical – <laughs> without there being a, a romp <laughs> how how bad can i be without any repercussions what, yeah, 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 what yeah, can yeah, i yeah. do that i can take no accountability for i want to i want to go huh after i say something to be like do you see how much nobody cares about what you're doing in public <laughs> yes good that's what I want, and I want it so bad, and no one will let me do it. And I try to, I try to test the boundaries all the time, and I'm, so far I'm skating by. So I try to, and I say it with such a lovely Midwestern of, "Hey, you see what I'm doing, right? Yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm working on it." So I'm just letting you guys know that that's what I'm working on lately. So if you have feedback, keep it to yourself. Um, so the, he the ghost- essentially. The He's ghost- essentially watching himself get roasted on Twitter posthumously. Like, ba- if what's what he's doing? This this yeah. is also one of the funniest parts. Is that like they're so it's beautiful. They, the the ghost is showing him like, oh, you're dead, man. See this? This is you're fucking dead, and no one gives a shit. So no, basically they're like there's like a little town gathering that they're like, is there any money for this funeral? And they're like, nah, probably. And then somebody's like, I. They're like, I'm not going. I'm not going. And then the one guy is like, yeah, yeah. can I get a free lunch? Because I'll go if there's a free lunch. <laughs> yeah. Is is lunch served? I'll eat it in the casket. Whatever you need me to do, I will hop in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will there be Tetris tater tots? <laughs> because I might go. If not, no. I will RSVP in the negative. Um, No, I just like, I was laughing so hard. I was like, this is the equivalent of... Whenever somebody dies, I go straight to Twitter and I just I just sit there and laugh at all the meanest things that anybody can say because it's just so wonderful. Um, because everybody can at the end of the day, your obituary is going to say that you were wonderful. You lit up a room. Um, everybody was so proud and whatever. And but somebody's going to have. Oh, thank God. I'm not going to that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone thinks you suck, and I think that that is perfect to keep yourself in check. And it's unfortunate that Scrooge has had to go through this weird psychedelic trip in order to know to see that, that some people think that you suck. In fact, no one gives a shit, and the only one that was nice about it is your is your lover that would have showed Jacob. up as your dead lover. Yes, that's the only one. So it's like, hey, cheer up. Don't fucking be like that. Jacob Marley wouldn't like it. And um yeah, so uh, yeah. Anyway, we all know the story. And then and so then he, he's like I want to see somebody being, you know, I want to see anyone being mourned 
with love. And then they're like, well, here's Tiny Tim. He's dead because you didn't pay his dad. So Yeah, no shit. You see how sad they are? That was a good person. Yeah, Tiny Tim was a wonderful person. He blessed everyone, or he hoped that God would bless. Maybe that's not that nice then because he's saying like, oh, let's hope that somebody else does it. Not me, though. (laughs) Um, No, I'm just joking. No offense to Tiny Tim. Um, But so, yeah, so he wakes up and he's got a new attitude about him. He's going to give Bob Cratchit a raise. He's... But he's also still kind of being a salty bitch, which I loved, is that he was still like, like, bring Bob Cratchit in here. And he's like going to make Bob Cratchit sweat for it to learn that he's getting a raise and like he's going to pay for all of his stuff. He's oh, like, afterwards? Bob. He's yeah. like, Bob Cratchit. <laughs> Bob Cratchit. He in like now. makes, Bob is all nervous. He's, late, and he's like, and he's oh, like, fuck. This is unacceptable. He's like, it's unacceptable that you're late because I'm giving you a raise. And then it's like, but it's just so funny. Like, he still had to be a grumpy bitch. And then he had to be like, hey, but I'm giving you a raise. And then Bob's like, um, is that like a real thing? Yeah, are, are you being you... like, have you reached a new level of evil? Or like, like are, are you going to warm me by setting me on fire? Like, what, yeah. what are you going for here? Yeah, yeah, Do you have like a car waiting for me out back <laughs> or anything like that? Like, you're going to give me a raise what and you're going to pay now? for all my stuff. What, yeah. But like, what, what actually happens now? Yeah. that And so he doesn't really, but I mean, of course. He sends him a turkey. He sends, yes. a, which I, he anonymously sends that large turkey. Maybe that's his anonymous donation. Would you like yes, to donate I was anything? Say. Nothing. Oh, so anonymous then? Got it. Here's your turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so he sends him a giant turkey, I, and he gives him a raise. The wording of that, like, oh, so anonymous. Like, <laughs> surely, like, surely you'll donate to the poor. Obviously, Charles, right? They don't Charles have anything. Charles Dickens is fucking hilarious. This is kind of like obvious, but like, okay, so anonymous. Okay, yeah. I'll put you down. He, and then he. He gives Cratchit his increase. He yep. um, becomes a second father to Tiny yeah. Tim. He shows up at was... Fred's Christmas party. Yeah. I thought that that was a little extra. Like, way to swing in the complete... Like, I was like, it's... Okay. Just a little bit. Just, like, you can still be grumpy, but just, like, just come a little bit less. Like, don't just be so... Like, maybe turn the heat on. <laughs> Maybe like pay people a living wage. How about that? Pay them Start more there. money because they deserve it and they're doing good work and the market value for that like, job has increased. Spread, so spread the wealth a little bit, you know, may, maybe spend some money. Yeah. You have all this extra funding let's social get, programs. Get it let's together, get heat. Scrooge. Heat. Let's get heat. Let's not wear blankets at work. Like let's be comfortable. And when they come around and they're like, Oh, we're trying to, you know, find some some money for food and um, heating for the poor. You just give and it to like, him. Just give, just give him money. Although I did love this. Okay, so he, so Scrooge says to the man, he's like, "That's a funny way to, what does he say, to hold a man up every twenty fifth of December." And he's kind of calling out, like, "Oh, it's weird how you only." do this on Christmas. Like, you don't, like, ask about this any other time of year. And it's I'm, like, yeah. I'm, I'm the bad guy for not giving a shit about them 365 days a year. You only give a shit about them one, okay? So it's yes, one. Yes, exactly. I'm giving a shit so one thought, day less than you. Who's, I did think that was kind of funny, because it's like, if you're going to fucking tell me, you're going like, to tell me that I'm terrible. I'm such a bad person. You don't yeah, care you're about only doing these this one day a year. 364 days a year. Yeah. I don't care 365. 
Okay? So <laughs> I'm the piece of shit because one let like one more day that I don't care. Sure, babe. <laughs> sure, bitch. Why don't sure. you walk the fuck he's out of so here? So bitchy. And let yeah, me he's... let me go back to staring at my doorknob that I'm seeing my dead lover's face in. He is so bitchy. I love him so much. Oh my god, he is um, the, he is a mean queen and he just yeah. misses his boyfriend. He really oh. does. But I would too. Nobody That's no, his Yeah, lover. I was going to say Jacob Marley sounds great. He was his best friend in the whole world and yeah. his lover. If if he could, if his loss could turn you into this much of a sourpuss, mm, he is probably a wonderful person. He's the one person that brought you joy and he's gone. And then now you're just like, "All right, cool. Yeah, thanks for asking me for, you know, $20 on Christmas Day. Thank you." Like, you know what I mean? Like it's so contrived. Help people all year long or don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, good Christmas. Yeah, thank you. But you have to work really hard the rest of the time. But we'll think about helping you around. Christmas. And just um, so I'm just this is going to like where all this is stemming from. Charles Dickens. I'm reading. I'm reading something on um, uh, just a note on him that says that he was born to a middle class family, which got into financial difficulties as a result of his piece of shit father, and then his oh, no. dad was sent to a debtor's a, a debtor's prison. Um, in oh, London, no. and then when he was when Dickens was twelve, he had to pawn all of his books, leave school, and work at a dirty, rat-infested shoe blacking factory. Okay, wow. so that is what created Bleak. some personal outrage. He's got p- personal outrage and social outrage, yep. and he was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm gonna yep. write a I'm gonna write a book about this, and then he did. I'm going to I'm gonna do this. Um, I think that he. My mom was telling me they went to some Christmassy thing the other day with my nephew, and they were talking about how it went into like the origin story of how Charles Dickens wrote this book and like who inspired him. Um, I think. He, I think he met somebody named Jacob Marley or whatever. Like, that name is, like, correct. And he was, like, talking to this person at a bar. And he just loved that guy's name so much that he, like, wanted it to be in his book. And then um, the Scrooge is a made-up name. And it, it it turns out to be so perfect for who he is, like, as a character and all that. So Charles Dickens, like, he, like, invented the name Scrooge, but I thought it fit him so perfectly because it's just, that is what he is. He's a Scrooge. It does, and it's become synonymous. Yeah, it really is. With people being um, stingy. Stingy, cranky, just in perpetual mourning, torturing themselves all the time because they had happiness and now they're never going to have it again. And so they're like, I will try to make sure nobody else has it then. And then nobody cares. They're like, he's kind of miserable to deal with, but I mean, we can still have a good time. (laughs) Listen, I will just avoid him. I, I, like I said, eat the rich. However, I empathize with this man because I just think that he is mourning his lover and people, um, didn't really appreciate that. He's not living in the lap of luxury. He no. is he living he doesn't as a, you know, in darkness, which is the color of his soul now that his yeah. lover is gone. Yeah, he is so sad and he doesn't even like he's not even indulging himself. It's not like he's rubbing into anybody else. He's just like is hoarding all this money. So like, yeah, he's super like a douchebag like that and that sucks. 
But he's also super sad, guys. Like, he's just kind of like a sad little curmudgeon. And maybe you guys should be nicer to him and show him some love and kindness like Jacob did. So yeah. that he feels any kind of warmth and like he has a friend in the world. And he, um, he did need a yeah. shift. He needed to change. I, I you Yes, know, I'm happy can, that he went through this. You can this. be in mourning over your dead lover while also paying your employees a living wage. Um, contributing to society and contributing in a positive to society. way. Yeah, you can yeah. do both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can do both, which I think he's probably accomplishing because I guarantee you he's going to mourn the... You know, and, and maybe, maybe Marley gets set free by getting... Scrooge to set free and they yeah. lived in the afterlife happily ever after. That's how I yep. think it should end. That's that's how I think it should end too. Chrissy, I loved this book. I, I love really... the Muppets Christmas Carol. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna listen to this audiobook every year now. I think I... it's gonna be part of my my tradition. I think I am making a ritual. Um, and yeah. ma- maybe I will. You know, finally understand the vocabulary. Um, like our reviewer. <laughs> and then we can. Yeah, I was gonna say we can get in touch with her and be like, I will translate. <laughs> <laughs> we will translate this for you um, um, so I think that everyone should read this book um, with or without your kids if they don't understand some of the words like capacious you could look them up together um, teach kids that it's totally wonderful um, to ask about vocabulary I love anybody who has a command of the English language um, or any language if you have a command of your language and you are able to articulate things wittily or like whatever uh, with using good uh, vocabulary Ugh! there's nothing better than that there's like if you have a command of your language it is just um, I love it I have a, I have so much appreciation for it um, so yeah I think that you guys can learn words together it's not embarrassing to not know what words mean it just is a fun experience that's what the dictionary is for we love it um, and I think everybody should read it and then I think that also you should watch the Muppet Christmas Carol so that you can have joy. Chrissy, how do you feel? Yeah, I also agree that The Muppet Christmas Carol is the most accurate retelling of this classic novel, um, novella. Yes, it was beautiful. I I had, like I said, I had never, at the beginning, I had never read this. Um, I had viewed multiple renditions of different retellings of this, and yep. I, I loved it. I did. I loved the whole entire thing, and um, you do understand the spirit of it. Um, it is told in the style of someone writing in 1840, which is yep. um, 1843, which is how when it was written, um, and that's yes, great. That's exactly. fine. You still understand, you know, everything as a whole. If there are some words that you don't get, that's all right. We don't know everything. It's totally fine. You can't look know everything. Up. Yeah, look them up. Look them up. It's fine. But anyway, um, so you love the Muppets, but you love this. I do. I love them both. Yeah. I will also add this to my um, my holiday routine. Yeah, why not? It's two and a half hours. You know, what else am I going to do? Listen to Hugh Grant. Talk to you about Ebenezer yeah. Scrooge. And, and he really did Jacob a, Marley. He did a performance. Like, all of the different voices uh, were so good. And maybe Hugh Grant should do more British things like this, because this was very British. I think he does mostly British things, and he's great at them. Yes, he's really good at being British. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> he's I, the best at being British. I would say we encourage you to read this book if you have not read it. Um, it was a little bit of a surprise. We kind of discovered it, and we were like, should we do this? Because we've never read it before. Um, and so, yeah, that's why we're doing this. And then also send us any book recommendations. Um, I got um, Allison sent me Fear Street, and I was like, oh, I forgot about Fear Street. So 
We got to read Fear Street. Um, We've got the Twilight series that we want to have come up. So, yeah, let us know what kind of fandoms you guys want us to get into. We'll read anything. Yeah, we'll read anything. Fuck it. We don't care. Because we're just like, you know what? If everything else is going to suck, God damn it, we are going to read books and talk about them. We're just going to live in a fictional universe. It's fine. Written by Charles Dickens. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I want that. It's always so sad. <laughs> no, no, it's it's fine. You know, there's an afterlife where Marley and Scrooge are just going. But at Chrissy, it. how how heavy would our chains be, though? You and I bitch about everything. Mine, I'd be at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be down with the Titanic. Yeah, I would. I would have the Titanic's anchor. I would be hanging out with all the guys on the submersible. <laughs> And I would be like, hey. Yeah, hey, we're checking in for Ocean Gate. We're right here, right? Here? Perfect. <laughs> Hello. Did you bring Guess your Rubik's who? Cube? Guess who's here? I Did brought my Logitech Rubik's game Cube? controller, and I'm ready to party. And my light, my discounted lights from Camper World. <laughs> I was like, you are not serious. Okay. Um, People died. Yeah. I would be so... The first thing that I thought of during that, Chrissy, is I was like, because they're just thinking that they're going down there for like a couple hours. So they like brought a sandwich. So that would be the first thing that I would ask. It's like, what kind of sandwich did you bring? Yeah. What would you bring? Like an egg salad sandwich, obviously, because you're not going to bring like deli meat down there. What What do you think is the superior sandwich? I, oh, I have an it answer. just depends. Okay, go ahead. You go. You go. I I will order a BLT. Oh yeah, BLT is my number one. At in in any diner ever. Yeah. BLT. Yeah. It is the perfect sandwich. It is. I will say that. It is the perfect sandwich. But it's, it depends on what kind of mood I am in because sometimes a beautiful tuna sandwich is beautiful. That would be a beautiful thing to eat on a submersible just to ruin everyone's time. Someone, yeah. That's what I was thinking because I told James, I said, if they did not implode, I was like, somebody brought lunch and they're like, had to be egg salad. <laughs> had to be. <laughs> had to be egg salad. We yeah. thought we were going to be out of this small confined space. Because there's nothing and you had that to bring... smells better than first egg salad and then egg salad farts in a <laughs> fiberglass tube. <laughs> Looking at everybody funny, and you're like, you had to bring your Rubik's Cube, didn't you? <laughs> well, motherfucker, you had to do that at the lowest depth. Anyway, so um, send us the fandoms that you would like for us to delve into. Um, I hope that you enjoyed A Christmas Carol as told by us as we as we heard from Hugh Grant. We enjoyed um, it. And also The Muppets. Um, reach out to us on social media at Book It Book Podcast on Instagram. We are nowhere else. Um, and I guess leave us a review, five stars on Apple Podcasts. Hate to ask for five, but I really don't care if you're not a big fan of it. So, And it's not that I can't take the constructive criticism. It's just, it's fine. I don't care. We're okay with it. And nobody ever says, give me four. It's give me five. High five. Yeah. It's a high five. Maybe we should ask for a high four. <laughs> high five. High four. High um, five. Um, so aim, anyway, aim um, Chrissy, anything? We enjoyed this. Um, we will see you uh, next time with From Hollywood with Love by Scott Meslow. Yep. Um, yep. 
which we know was supposed to be the next one, but we couldn't get by without giving you guys um, a Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah, we, this was this is a labor of love. Um, we have fun doing this, so this is our pleasure. Sorry if you hate it, um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, from Hollywood with Love by Scott Meslow, and Happy Holidays, whatever the fuck you celebrate. Yeah, you know, be a pagan, be whatever you want, be anything that you want to do. Celebrate, enjoy, um, Happy Holidays, cheerfully. Be yours. a fairy. Be a fairy. Yes. Be a woodland creature. Be a leg. Yeah. Be, be just a, be a leg. Be a head without a body. Be a body without a head. Be it, a creepy it's... little sprite. Be a child under a robe. Whatever you want to be. Be you. Celebrate your way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> 